Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, everybody. What up, yins guys? This is Kim. Welcome to Bravo! East Coast Housewives. Now... I hope you all are doing great today. Thirsty Thursday, baby. But a lot of times people would say this is Jersey Thursday. I mean, especially if it was for Jersey Shore, but we're not talking about Jersey Shore here. Even though I've referenced it a few times, this ain't what the show about, okay? So, welcome, welcome to Bravo, East Coast Housewives, and... If you are a returning listener, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're a new listener, welcome, welcome. Welcome to being another fellow Bravo bitch. I love you already because I'm a Bravo bitch and I love that you are too. We can be bitches together. Okay, so let's get into what the Bravo. Now, I read this. Uh, actually, it was reports from TMZ. So, former New York housewife Jules Weinstein, or I, I have no idea how to say her name, but her name is Jules. She got arrested for battery following an alleged incident with her ex-husband. Apparently, this happened in Boca Raton, Florida, and what I read was... She was saying, hey, what the heck, you need to help me with the child support. Obviously, that was an issue. So she was coming up and saying, what the fuck? And this was during a custody exchange with their kids. So what ended up happening, she got really, really angry. And I guess he felt unsafe that he started to record shit on his phone. And she ended up going to her car. She whipped out a baseball bat but immediately put it down because probably she was thinking, I probably shouldn't be doing this because that's like some psycho, some psycho shit, okay? And she got arrested for it because she ended up scratching him in the face and hitting him or whatever. And uh, yeah, now she is arrested and she's got to be dealing with all that shit. It really is unfortunate too because the kids were witnessing that the whole time it was happening. So I couldn't even imagine being a child and you're seeing that kind of thing with your mom and dad. It's just definitely a recipe for disaster. I do find it very fishy and just weird that she ended up going to Palm Beach County Jail And if you really think about it here with a lot, Palm Beach, for some odd reason, is so gosh darn popular with our housewives. I mean, think about it. You have Tinsley. She got freaking arrested in Palm Beach as well. I think I'm pretty sure it was Palm Beach. So did Luann. Honestly, it has to. It's a fucking New York thing. I tell you. Think about it. Tinsley, Luann, now Jules. And I just recall the episode whenever Luann was just consistently talking about Palm Beach, Palm Beach, Palm Beach. This was Tom days 
whenever she was about to get married to Tom. And I just remember when Bethany was talking about this whole thing in one of her confessional things. And she was like, oh, Palm Beach. I have to go to Palm Beach. Where do I want to go? I got to go to Palm Beach. Palm Beach. I mean, Palm Beach, people. This is where apparently the shit is. I don't know. Maybe Palm Beach County Jail is actually really nice. I have no flipping idea. Now, moving on. The other day... When I watched Vanderpump Rules, there was a commercial that aired, and it is for a new Bravo show. And it's not the Salt Lake City uh, Housewives. This show is called Camp Getaway. I saw this on a commercial, and I'm like, what is this? Camp Getaway is basically like an adult summer camp. If you think about, if you guys watch Summer House, it's like Summer House mixed with below deckness. This is what I mean. It's a weekend thing. Adults go to this camp on the weekend, so they do all their work. Hey, I'm like living an adult. I'm working nine to five and all this shit. They pack up and they go off to camp for the weekend and all the guests are different, but the show is about the crew, the counselors, if you will, at this particular camp. And This camp getaway show, it looks kind of interesting. I think I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. I think I, even though I'm super skeptical about the Salt Lake City Housewives, I think I'll probably be more interested when that premieres versus this show. However, I remember back in the day when I was growing up and when Disney Channel was a thing, I used to watch this show with kids going to summer camp and it was called bug juice and anyone who's listening to this if you remember that like just scream right now with excitement because I freaking love that show and I'm pretty sure there was this girl on there that I related to because she really liked basketball and like I thought I was going to be a professional basketball player and uh guess what that didn't happen I'm 5'3 so I'm short AF and that didn't happen but I think her name was Cammy, and I was like, yeah, girl, you play ball. I play ball. We're like best friends. So it's kind of like bug juice, too, but like adults. So with that, there's going to be adult things like, hey, let's drink. Hey, let's make out. Hey, let's hook up. All that kind of stuff. Camp Getaway premieres April 6th. So a few days after the New York Housewives premiere, again, people, April 2nd, calendar, honey. Put it on your calendar, honey. April 2nd, New York Housewives. Moving on to another show that is in the works right now as far as filming. Drum roll, please. Southern charm, people. Now, it's funny because I remember back in the day when I saw commercials for Southern charm, I said to myself, this is seems like the dumbest show ever. Why would anyone ever want to watch that? These people look so boring, not entertaining whatsoever. And I even had some friends talk to me about it because this was when I was like hardcore Vanderpump Rules only type of bitch where I didn't want to watch anything else. But this one day I went on my on demand on my television and I looked for Southern Charm. This is kind of what I do with Insecure too. And that shit is awesome. Love that. Issa Rae. Okay. But 
when I went to Southern Charm and I just started from the beginning and I watched the first episode and I'm thinking, oh my God, these people, like, they are so entitled and like they're fucking rich and all this shit. I mean, they did it though. Bravo does it. They do it so good. And this is why I love Bravo. They get you hooked. I got hooked after that first episode talking about the Peter Pan syndrome with all those guys, Thomas Ravenel to be one of them. And, you know, he went through a lot of shit, too. But we're going to get into that in a little bit. I watched the first episode and I was hooked. I was hooked. Seen all the seasons. They're filming right now. Season seven. Season seven. So people are wondering, Catherine, Thomas, are you guys back together? I mean, we all know that they have two beautiful children together, and we also know that Thomas had a flippin' psychopath girlfriend, Ashley. However, she was so, so good to the show. She probably got more ratings for that show than, I don't know, previous years because I don't I don't even know. Like, she was just so good. She was such a great villain. <sighs> You can't, you can't act that shit. That shit was real. So you can definitely tell that that was kind of like the core of her soul. But, ugh. Now, transition people. Ugh. And I really, 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 really hope that this is not true. Because if it is, I am flipping, moving somewhere in Potomac or close to it. Because I know that baby girl can't afford it. And I am going to search for Miss Karen Huger, or as Ashley would say, Karen, Karen, okay, Karen. <sighs> so, from this reality blurb website that I saw the other day, question was, will Karen Huger be returning to the Real Housewives of Potomac? Soon as I saw that, jaw dropped to the floor, OMF. G, okay? I can. Honey, I can't. So, obviously I said the fifth season is going to premiere sometime in the spring. And the other day, Tom Sandoval and another actor, I forget his name, but they were on Watch What Happens Live. And then the guy that was doing the drinks, the bartender guy was talking about Potomac. And then even Andy said, This is the biggest season yet. Some really personal stuff happens, all that kind of stuff. And he's basically like, you want to tune in. Part of the personal thing that happens is because, oh my gosh, Robin and Juan, they're getting married again. And I'm so excited. Let me tell you, Juan is hot. Okay. He is the hottest house husband. Okay. He is. He's hot AF. I love it. I love him. And I love the two of them together. I think they're perfect. I love both of them. Claps and props to both of you. Love yins, guys. So back to Karen. Apparently, she put a tweet out the other day, and it says, Timing is everything. Wouldn't you think about five years is enough? Hashtag R-H-O-P. Kern, please don't leave. That franchise cannot survive without you, and it cannot survive without you and Giselle there. You two ladies are the ladies that glue everyone together, okay? Word on the street. 
as Giselle would say, Karen, you got to stay. You have to stay. Like Potomac is one of my favorite franchises just because there are so many unique personalities. And I just the way that they all mesh in such a dysfunctional way and then just oh, the reaction and everything with Giselle and Karen, you know, they both kind of like to stir the shit pot. They do. Moving on from that, we will possibly see a new cast member on Potomac as well by the name of Dr. Wendy. We'll just call her Dr. Wendy. So that is in our future of the Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay, so now moving on to the main event. Whew. Was the finale, people. The finale of Jersey. Let me tell you, that episode just took me in to so many different emotions and I really like the fact that the first half hour was the resolution of everything I'll get into that in a minute and then the last half an hour was uh, Teresa and the girls going to Italy to go see Joe I'll touch on that later but going back to the first part of the show oh Even last week, I was on edge whenever Melissa was talking to Danielle. But then, of course, they have to rehash it at the very beginning so everyone knows what the hell is going on in the episode. So Melissa finding out that Danielle was influenced by Teresa. When I heard that, I was just like, oh, my gosh, please say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the light. Okay, Blink-182 reference. If none of you got that, then you definitely weren't born in the 90s. Okay, so after Melissa has the whole little meetup with Danielle, First of all, the party that she came back to at Dolores's place that she had with all the other housewives and their husbands totally looks super fun, by the way. But I don't know necessarily if it was the greatest idea on Melissa's part to report what Danielle said in front of everybody. And whenever she did say that to Margaret on how Danielle was influenced by basically Teresa saying, yeah, do it, do it, pull her hair, pull her hair. Because, you know, the ponytail pull felt around the whole motherfucking world. I said that and I'm still saying that. I'll say that in freaking 2021. Okay, it was a real thing. Yeah, I don't think it was the best idea for Melissa to say that in front of everyone. When you see Teresa's face, First of all, Margaret doesn't believe it because, you know, Margaret is a true friend to Teresa. She really did think that Teresa would never do a thing. But you see Teresa's face and you see guilt all over it. And then you fucking know that it's true because when Teresa says, I hope they don't use this, meaning the producers, I hope they don't take this footage, put it on the show. Then Melissa says, yeah, they're going to take it. You see Teresa act out. She gets pissed off, throws her drink past Dolores, and then she goes and she pushes a bunch of solo cups. Yes, solo cups. I think they were purple or red, but either way, pushes them off the table, has a little temper tantrum. Okay, get it. She's been going through a lot of shit. You could definitely see that she knew that she got caught. She knew that she got caught. And even though Teresa's gone through some shit in earlier 
Uh, and even in earlier seasons, she's done some stuff that probably is not the best thing to do. I definitely don't think she's a malicious person. Obviously, Margaret got super duper upset, as I would too, thinking that one of my best friends would even do that is is just an awful feeling. So I definitely know going into the reunion next week, there's going to be some shit dueling divas and shit with the two of them. I'll also get to that in a little bit. It's going to be crazy. So after Teresa leaves and she's like flicking off the producers saying that they're assholes and stuff. I mean, first of all, everyone knows what they're getting into when they sign up for the show. And I think she just sort of lost track of stuff. And she said that she was drunk, so she didn't really remember a lot of stuff. And everything just happened so quickly with the whole Danielle thing. But after she was outed from Melissa, well, Melissa didn't really out her. Danielle was the one that did it. So as soon as Teresa found that out, I totally understand that she would call Danielle and she basically was like, look, bitch, I'm going to end my friendship with you because you're a shit stir and I can't take you. And Danielle Dagger, we don't like you, basically. So she she's like, I'm done. I'm done. Rightfully so. Finally, all the women, myself, we're all like, finally, Danielle is not the best person that you want to hang out with. And especially since Teresa's been going through all of this stuff, she is the last person that Teresa should be hanging out with. So there's that. So that was the main thing with the ladies all together. You know, and they have the little things at the end where they basically do a snapshot of the housewife and then say all the little shit blurb to end the season, which was cool. But let's move on to the second half of the episode where the girls and Teresa go visit Joe in Italy. Listen, I know that I definitely am not a fan of Joe Judice, and I think he's kind of an asshole and I think he kind of knows that he's an asshole, but it was such a touching moment to see when the girls ran to their dad and just the embrace that he had for all of them. I mean, I was crying on my damn couch. It was emotional, super emotional, so touching. The girls are just so in love with their father and you can really tell that he seems like a good father to them. I did feel bad for Teresa because she wasn't really a part of that hug, But I also don't think that she really knew what to do. I mean, she's been going through some stuff mentally, emotionally. With some of the stuff that he's said to her whenever he was in ICE, a lot of that stuff is unforgivable, especially if you're trying to make the relationship flourish as it did back in the day, which personally, I don't think it was ever flourishing. I just think that Teresa was a nice girl and she just fell for the wrong guy. That's what I think. After the Judices go and they have pasta at his family's house, I think it was his grandmother's house, and then they go and they stay in the hotel. The girls have their own rooms. Teresa has her own room. It has a bigger bed. And Joe, I think, picked him up the next day or whatever, and then they went to another place to go have dinner. And then the girls were all talking to Joe about their favorite moment and everything like that. And then eventually they go back to the hotel and Teresa and Joe are basically talking about their fate of whenever this whole thing kind of gets settled as far as the appeal, the decision of it. 
and Joe sitting there swirling his wine in a glass, assuming that they're going to be together. Teresa's trying to be completely honest with him about all the stuff that he's made her feel. If your partner said to you, no one's going to want you if we break up, no one's going to want you, you have too much baggage. What the fuck? Who the fuck are you to even say that? That's just something that an asshole would say. Straight up. So Joe also assumed that he was going to sleep in the bed with Teresa. And she, I love that she said, are you just assuming that you're going to be sleeping with me? I haven't seen you in four years. Don't you think it'd be a little weird? And that's the thing. Sometimes I think, sometimes I think that some guys, they can do whatever the fuck they want to their partner or to whoever they're with do some shitty ass things and then at the end of the day have the other person be totally okay with it and that everything is normal and lovey-dovey like that's some bullshit okay bullshit so I do like the fact that Teresa stuck up for herself with that I thought that was great which ended him leaving to go stay with his girls which honestly that was more important that was the whole time for the girls to see their dad that was most important that's what he did Props up to you, Teresa. I think you did the right move for yourself, and I think you did the right move for your girls. You also do notice whenever they're talking about their fate of the relationship, the body language says everything. I mean, they're on a small couch, but there's space between them, right? You could just tell. They're talking about it, but you see it. It's already over. And honestly, I think Joe knew that too, but he didn't want to admit it. Obviously, Teresa did because it was her decision because she basically said, no, this isn't, you know, those weren't her exact words, but we all could see it. We definitely could feel it. And that was a, it was a real moment. It was a real fucking moment. And it definitely got to me. And yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. And I definitely don't think that you can act that either. That shit was real. That was a real thing. Because I know a lot of times people say certain shows are scripted. And yes, they might be. They might have certain things that they have to talk about in a scene. Okay, cool. But that was definitely a real thing. Because at the very end of the episode, it's saying, obviously, we all know they got divorced after 20 years of marriage. And he's in Italy. She's here. So that's definitely a real, real thing. And yeah. So dueling divas baby obviously there are two we all know what it is Teresa's in both of them but you have Teresa and Margaret obviously with Teresa saying yeah do it do it to Danielle so that was a big dueling diva and you don't really see that they resolve it I mean you see in the scene that they talk about it on the porch of the house and everything and Teresa's just she's kind of at a loss for words she doesn't really know what to say I mean what do you say in that You can't really say anything. Sorry doesn't really cut it. I mean, seriously, Margaret had to go to the hospital. I think she had like whiplash or something from that whole ponytail pull. I mean, that shit is, that's some messed up shit. That's some messed up shit. It's hard to recover from that, period, from anybody that does some damage to you. That's all I'm saying. So Margaret Teresa, I think Margaret wants to forgive her, but she's a little hesitant, rightfully so, because she knows that Teresa hasn't really been in the right frame of mind as of late. But she it's, it's, it's a hard situation. It's a hard pill to swallow, let's say. So there's that. And then obviously with the Teresa and Danielle, Teresa won in that regard because Danielle is just bad news. I'm sorry. She's bad news. I'd rather choose the Cuisinart, right? 
Is that Margaret? Margaret, I need that quote, Margaret. Send it my way. Send it my way. So yeah, those are the dueling divas. Quick, simple. This whole episode was like all the feels. I think it was so overly emotional for me. Obviously, there wasn't as much comedic relief that I usually get from previous episodes but you know what it's the finale and I definitely know because I saw the trailer for the reunion oh oh shit's gonna get real people gonna get real I'm so excited it's gonna be intense let's do this shit now I have to say because this finale was so into the feels so into the feels your juices your body you felt it all over especially the heart I felt it in the heart very much so I wouldn't necessarily say there was any weekly shade I mean if anything I would probably just say that Danielle outed Teresa but we found that out last episode as the cliffhanger for the finale so I wouldn't necessarily say that there was much weekly shade But with that said, we're going to go to the quote of the week. Quote of the week. Quote of the week. Quote of the week. Say it with me. Quote of the week. That was a whisper too. Okay, so I have two quotes. I have a fun one from Jennifer, but then I have another one that definitely takes higher ranking, if you will. So let's talk about the Jennifer one because that was fun. It was basically about her talking about how Teresa said, bye, bitch, to Danielle. This is what Jennifer says. <laughs> Good riddance. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out, honey. Woo! Love that. Love that. Love that. Jennifer, you on my A-list this week, girl. Loved it. Badassness right there. Killing the game. Now, I would say the quote of the week because it was so sincere and genuine and it just, it literally pulled my heartstrings. It was whenever the Judices were in Italy at that restaurant, Teresa's asking all the girls, what was your favorite, favorite thing of this trip? Now, in my mind, I was like, before I heard what was said, I was like, I hope one of the girls is like, obviously seeing my dad because that's a big deal. They haven't seen him for four years. Melania says the quote of the week, maybe the quote of the season as far as really getting at you emotionally, very, very, very emotionally. She says, favorite part of this trip is when I hugged my father. Seriously, when I heard that, again, I think I said last podcast, I'm not a mother, but just hearing her say that, and I think what, she's 13 years old, hearing her say that, I just started bawling. I bawled my eyes out. That was such a touching thing. And then obviously, Adriana said the same thing. I mean, all the little girls felt that. They were with their dad. They hadn't seen him for four years. That does something to you. That does something to you. So Melania gave the quote of the week. It was touching, it was loving, and you can just tell that these girls really love their father, and the interaction that he has with them is reciprocated the same way. He loves his girls so much, and I did enjoy seeing that this season with them. Well, obviously, I heard a lot of it via the phone because he was in ice all that time. But you could definitely see a different side of Joe with the relationship with his girls. And that was really nice to see. Even though I still don't like him, though. I still don't think he's a good person. He's definitely not a good person. I definitely don't think that he's a good partner. Teresa deserves so much better. And you know what? 
I think she did right by herself. And I think that was really, really a nice thing to see because I think from other seasons, she's put up with a lot of bullshit from Joe. And I think she had enough. And that was really, really empowering to see her stick up for herself and just know what is best for herself for her future. So, Teresa, I applaud you for that. That took some guts and you're a strong woman. Oh, alrighty, guys. It's been an intense, intense week, you know? Summer House was actually a good episode, too. I'm still the whole Lindsay and Carl thing. I really don't know how it's going to go. I'm a little nervous. Oy vey. Amanda and Kyle, I don't know. There's something something a brewing there. I, I, I kind of feel bad for Kyle at the moment because I don't think Amanda's having good communication with him whatsoever. And I think he's getting a little frustrated, as I would too. I mean, she just runs out of the room. Kyle, I don't want to talk about it. You're going to have to talk about it eventually. But intense week, Jersey reunion next week. I'm so ready for it. I almost might buy a sequin dress myself, plop myself on my couch in some nice ass heels and just do my hair up all nice. Maybe post an Instagram pic or two, maybe a story. I don't know. I'll think about it. If I'm inspired, maybe I'll do it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I really do appreciate it. I'm having such a blast so far and I can't wait to have more shit to talk about with you guys. In the next week or two, I'm going to have some of my gal pals from Pittsburgh on the show with me. Like and subscribe on iTunes. Give me five stars. Please tell your friends, your family, all that cool stuff. I would really, really, really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.